Mary and Anishta um, are, I would say, emerging and beginning to show their work now more publicly. And um, I suppose I was going to maybe start with you, Anishta. You're currently um, studying and you have a studio in the RAJ. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of new work that you're showing, but it's still forming for you, really. Yeah, it's yeah. still in the process. Um, like, I'm not really finished with the works. Um, uh, this, this work started in December this year. Um, as part of my MA and working, I'm experimenting with new materials, which is concrete. And, like there's so much you can do, and there's, there's so many type of um, concrete that you can get out there, and how they react. Um, but also, I discovered the concrete fabric uh, that people you use to make uh, uh, houses, like quick, quick buildings for refugees. Um, I, I got very drawn to that um, concept and that idea of how how that became that material became a home for these people who are actually fleeing from their home, you know, mm -hmm. trying to make. So, um, so yeah, so a lot of research went into um, into it, um, but it's not done yet. It's mm -hmm. still ongoing. Yeah. Um, it was interesting when we were kind of uh, putting the show together. There was a bit of discussion around kind of. Uh, thinking as subjects that drew the artists and in the past Patrick I had from research um, that I had done I, that Patrick had worked a little bit with um, choreo choreography and dance mm -hmm. and the pieces the three pieces that you have in the gallery uh, are titled Kathka and I wonder could you tell a little bit about the Kathka tradition? Okay uh, the Kathakas um, are storytellers they are um, the, the dance itself is called Kathak and it's a very traditional um, dance from northern India. Um, it's, um, so what happens, um, traditionally, these people are, are travelers. They travel from uh, villages to villages, and they would perform. And the performance is it's actually a very narrative uh, performance. Uh, it's all by sounds. Uh, they, they wear bells on their ankle. And uh, it's very, uh, very extravagant, um, uh, very well, colourful uh, clothes, and um, and the 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 part that I've chosen to actually explore in this dance is um, is a greeting. Before they start dancing, it's very much like the haka. They do a greeting. It's a very ceremonial thing, and there's a lot of eye expression, um, hands movement, fa facial expression, and uh, the whole body is engaged. Um, and uh, and the the greeting is not complete. Uh, it's different uh, part of the greeting that I've decided to take and, and put in um, there's still a long way to go so uh, the greeting itself is about two minutes long um, so yeah um, yeah I I just wanted uh, to the the way I came to decide how what to um, what dance to actually choose I wanted uh, some kind of um, dialogue in the work, a conversation that goes on, um, but in move in terms of movements, that's how I came across that dance. Mm -hmm. um, so, in terms yeah. of the titles, the piece that we greet you inside the door, you have this arc, and you were explaining about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the um, the at the beginning of the dance, uh, the uh, the, da the the dancer the 
the kataka, she um, or he would actually start from the 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 sky and touch the ground, and and so basically the height of the work makes you forces you to look up towards the sky and brings your eye down to the ground, and that whole that whole gesture, the whole movement is actually a, a mapping. I actually formed it and a friend helped me to map the whole movement so it was it's a lengthy process but uh, yeah um, so that's the idea behind it but also I, I, I like it near the door there it's a way of actually greeting the people telling them come in you know um, you know yeah and then there's another point that refers to the heart yes the the smaller piece um, with the with the red um, piece there um, is a uh, is where the dancer touches her heart and bring it down to ground you know just grinding grinding yourself basically and uh, and that's that's the the whole movement of it and I decided to make it in red you know love and warmth um, and and then I added the element of glass to it because glass is so fragile but also it's transparent and when I think of heart, I, I think of heart as something that is pure, you know, so, um, yeah. Right. Well, Mary, I was going to just, uh, Mary's in the <coughs> first gallery, and I suppose the works are very, all the works are hugely uh, different, but in a way there is this idea of storytelling that reoccurs in, in, in mm -hmm. Mary's work. And uh, when we were chatting earlier on, we were talking a lot about the idea of um, painting and humour, and yeah. uh, but also your interest in literature because you're so yeah. constantly reading and so well read, and I that this work. I think that, but um, definitely, and I've picked up on a few things that Patrick said that um, about joy being important. And I, I think it's just um, an element, an area of art that's overlooked or it's not highly regarded. So I thought I'd explore it better. Um, and certainly literature is a strong, it's not like directly influences, but maybe it's ideas and things that I'll come away with. Um, I was saying to you earlier, Sarah, about um, Don Banville had made a quote that I thought was really interesting. He said, the world is a very dark place and I find it endlessly funny. And I thought that's, yeah, I get that. And then um, when I was studying a, a, a master's in NCAD uh, a few years ago, it was great to become, um, reacquainted with older ideas mm -hmm. and, and then um, introduced to new ones. And um, there was somebody, Sylvana Boyne, uh, I was reading, and she was saying, in a way, let's forget about kind of um, placing art in certain categories like modernism, postmodernism, contemporary, whatever. It, she went, in a way, because that's too direct, it's like progress or progression route. Mm -hmm. Go away and look at the people or writers or artists that kind of didn't fit into any of those categories fell by the wayside. And she actually says, maybe go and back, look at the work of Nabokov or Ursula Le Guin, who they, like Le Guin, who uh, dealt in the, in the world of science fiction, or even though she herself wouldn't have said that, but um, she was questioning ideas around gender and feminism and politics, you know, when it wasn't really, uh, now it's obviously it's, it's a daily um, question. Um, but also, th it's the idea that within those frameworks of maybe the Gothic or the science fiction, that we have a better, a 
ability, because there's no limitations, that maybe we can ask questions mm. of the world without those limitations. And I just decided I'd take comedy. Like mm. as Patrick said, we have to laugh. It's all we have. Mm. Humour is very important. So mm. the work upstairs can be read at that level, just very humorous. Mm. Or you can look in and go, there's more yeah. uh, levels to it. I suppose in getting, for both of you, the material aspect is very important and I suppose something that you're both learning a lot about and, and um, experimenting with. So there's interesting things like this use of the liquid on the liquid in terms of the enamel and then this integration of this household paint which has all sorts of signifiers. And yeah, it is, obviously. So, it's yeah. symbolic and it's like covering yourself up with identities. Like today, like you'll see ornaments up there that, that would have symbolised who we're meant to be in society and for all the different um, centuries. Today, I think what the signifier is your pharaoh ball, your, your elephant's breath or something like that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's the, the... So I'm kind of making, in a way, sort of a tongue-in-cheek sort of acknowledgement of that and perhaps where is ourself, where is our identity with that, mm. even though they're beautiful colours and you have to allow for that too. But, um, um, uh, yeah, I use enamel. I, I came across enamel studying and also actually here at mm. the dock 2015, there's something just beautiful about that medium. When I came across it first, it was um, George Shaw. He was up for the Turner Prize, which is unusual because he's a painter, a very detailed painter. But So he controls it, like it's it's applied with consideration. Um, Jason Thompson, when he was here, it was built up in layers. It looks like glass, it's beautiful. But I explored the medium. I really wanted to work with the medium itself. I wanted the fluidity. And on this body of work for this show, I intentionally didn't dilute it with white spirits much. Um, if I was going for a sombre look, I'd build, dilute and build it up in layer and layer. But this time, I really wanted to create almost like that, that hard-boiled sweet thing. I want you to want to touch it, to mm. consume it. So I'm making some comments or um, about that whole thing about desire, consumerism, how far we want to go down that road, mm. how far but I sound very kind of... No, but I suppose in, in, the, in the room itself, we've sort of made choices and we have all these kind of cast of characters. We have sort of this um, sort of Renaissance family. They're sort of quite po-faced. And then yeah. we have these miniatures. We've Mrs. Lockhart's mantelpiece. And then to the end, within the arch, we have this kind of um, family... Um, a generational affair. thing. Yeah, I, I'm making something... I think that the structure of the family is just so important. Um, it's what you impart, or so you have. I'm very lucky to have a, um, a large family, but um, and I think those people will go out into the world and do something good, and I think that's what we should be doing or hope to do in life. A lot of those pieces are you could be it's like somebody's sitting at home and the parents are proud of Eta goes off and graduates in, in say Bart's, and that goes up and it's. Some, a new picture is put up, a new memento, and, and some of the people might decide to go to America and make money, and uh, the parents might never see them again, but they're very proud that they're doing well for themselves. So yes, there's certainly, there is, if you want to look at the, the work in a, at a deeper level, and back to kind of writing again, I was certainly, um, I suppose, continuing conversation, um, Frederick Jameson, that kind of whole thing about, um, be careful, don't lose history. Once we start, I suppose, 
using history in reappropriating it and reproducing it, it loses its value. Um, in a way, it's, you know, I suppose capitalist thinking has won, and I think we should make ways for other ways of thinking. So there is in that, that wall of rogues, there's um, a Botticelli reproduction. And it's just that it comes history and culture. What's important becomes unimportant. Mm. But yet it's still there in a lovely kind of aesthetic, mm. fun way. Um, yeah. mm. And Anita, just I suppose you're kind of coming to the end of a period of study, but there's quite a lot of exciting things happening for you in, into the future. And you were very interested, I think, when we were talking about maybe manifesting dance as part of mm -hmm. the work that you're doing. Yeah, um, well, um, I'm I'm working with a dancer at the moment, um, uh, so I, I've never done video work, so that's going to be exciting. Um, I want to kind of do that while I'm still studying um, to get the, the help from the college. Um, uh, yeah, we, uh, what I'm what I'm planning on doing is uh, do do a video of the dance itself. Um, and maybe uh, organize some performance because it's something that you don't see every day. It's uh, it's a it's a real treat, you know, mm. to be able to 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 see something like this, um, mm. you know, done as as traditionally as as possible. So the objects yeah. and the movement and will the come movement together. Come together. And that yeah. may happen in November, is it? That may happen in November in in the IHA probably. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So and um, and Mary, you're continuing to you you're producing and painting all the time. And I suppose when we put this work together, we really we spend quite a bit of time editing it and peeling mm -hmm. it back. And it's, um, just in terms of context of the space, but um, outside the room on the lobby, there's three other works that are from probably 2018, maybe. Yeah. And um, they kind of allude to some of these this your fascination with these kind of ideas of sort of class, culture, taste, all of these. Identity, and what does it mean? Yeah, like, surely we are nothing really. Um, I'm very, I love uh, computer packages, so I use Adobe a lot. I use Adobe to visualize what I'm going to paint. I, I take things from the internet anywhere, but I, I can see what I want, and I go looking for it, and I put it all together, and then make drawings from that. And with the ones up the stairs, um, I use Illustrator. It's just a, a great tool for, for an artist. Um, and I can I can draw the shapes and then I get somebody to cut them out. So I, it, like the they're unending really. I've already started that process. Um, I have a lot more to do there that I think it could be. Yes, I am making a kind of a wry little you know when you go in and you pick up your beautiful Farrell and Ball whatever uh, book and the, it's just perfect. The, the color is perfect. The, the interiors. I suppose what does it mean? I'm mm. just questioning that. So that's actually a little bit of a even though those pieces up there are quite um, serious. They're actually possibly some of the more humorous in it. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I suppose we've, we've just talked briefly, but we will have a chance to meet again in the galleries after this, and we have some refreshments outside uh, now, and I suppose what the most important thing is that we can spend time talking together, and for those that are interested in sharing ideas and talking to each other, um, this is the perfect moment, a social moment.